Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome. We are so excited. It's me, Connie, and it's Leah. Hey, Leah, say hello. <laughs> Hi, it's Leah Love. And we are doing the debut for Two Ladies Chat. We are super excited. And I said this is our first podcast. I just want to introduce myself. Many of you already know me. I'm from Hashtag Foot Economics, which is um, on YouTube and Facebook. I also have Laws of Enchantress, spelled just the way it is on YouTube and Facebook, and also Twin Flame Coaching. And a little bit about me, I've been doing HR for over 20 years. I have a background in business and HR, and I had a lot of experience working with women, coaching with women. One of the most experiential things I've ever done in my life was um, working for five years in bridal as a manager and also HR. I met so many women in the heart of New York, thousands of rides. And from then I started to talk about, you know, traditionalism, marriage, and courtship. I learned a great deal by dealing with different brides with different backgrounds. And in conjunction with this being a traditionalist, as you guys know me, you know, I believe in old-fashioned things, but also I'm very analytical. I like my, my data and my research. So I use that in construction with my law of attraction, which I've been studying for over 10, I was at least 10, 15 years, in empowering women to believe in positivity. But also I'm just a really um, down-to-earth person. I think things need to be simplistic. And right now they're chaotic, so that's why we're going to be talking about traditionalism. But I just want to give you a little bit about myself if you have no idea who I am. And I am Leah Love of LeahLoveOnline.com. I'm also a wife to Dr. Eric and a mother of four, a grandmother. And I really enjoy working with my clients in regards to focus and mindset shift. I also love the topic of dating with purpose, um, understanding courtship, and the purpose of gender roles in marriage. That's super, super exciting. And another passion of mine is natural home birth. I've had two home births, and um, I love to work with women who are preparing for a natural home birth and just kind of getting their mindset um, shifted into a space of calm and empowerment in that sense. And so... We're here to really discuss some of the things that are happening today in modern society, in a world in which traditionalism is not the most popular topic, Um, and we really want to talk about it from the standpoint of women and how it really affects um, and how hyper-feminist and feminist movements really affect our lives on a day-to-day basis, as well as how it adversely affects the choices of our young girls growing up. And then when they finally learn um, that it was all a hoax, um, in many cases, it's far too late um, for them in terms of the decisions that they've made. So we're really excited to cover so many topics that affect us today, whether we are single, whether we're engaged, married, um, and beyond. We are so here for it. Yes, yes. So um, thank you for that intro, Leah. When we were talking about this, this podcast. We're like, what are we going to talk about first? Because we have so many amazing things that we want to share with our listeners. So the first thing we want to talk about was the foundation, which we believe is reflected deeply in both of our lives, which is traditionalism. And we, we want to talk particularly about Denzel Washington and Paul Letta. If you don't listen to Celebrity News, he got a massive award in Hollywood. It was star-studded. Everybody was there. And it's just going over his a great accomplishment of being a spectacular actor in Hollywood. And when he got to that stage, um, he didn't say, I'm so grateful for this and that. He actually said, my biggest accomplishment 
is my wife. My wife is my biggest accomplishment. And his wife, of course, is Toretta Washington. They've been married for quite some time, and a successful marriage, which is a rarity in Hollywood. But what I was saying to Lenny is that, look at this, there's a consistency of really successful, stable men always attributing a chunk of their success to their wife. And normally this wife plays a traditional role in the sense where she is empowered to be the caretaker of the home, the family. She is able to be nurturing, compassionate, inspiring, and supportive, which is essential. It's essential to a balanced life and success in a man's life. So I want to really focus on that and say, why are we moving away from this? What's happening in modern society where women are not having a choice? And just like Leah touched upon earlier when she was speaking with her intro, feminism, we're talking about the extreme third wave feminism that doesn't want to see gender, that doesn't want to pay attention to the science that we are biologically different, that ignores the countless studies that talks about the ramifications of us stepping away from these gender roles, and there's studies that are neutral. That's one of my things when I do my coaching throughout my life. I love to use the science, facts, and data, because I like to speak with integrity to anything I tell you, you can actually go back, and I like to use neutral sources, not sources that are leaning left or right, but just actual facts. And the data always mm-hmm. suggests that it benefits greatly having a traditional mother in the home, someone that's nurtured, of course, with the father out there providing. That's why even when you have both parents who are highly successful, highly educated, I'm talking about the creme of the creme, it's very often you see the mother will hang up her degree, whether it's a doctor, lawyer, engineer, to invest in her current career of being a devoted and successful mother. These demographics know how essential it is to commit themselves to early childhood development. Unfortunately, mainstream doesn't talk about that fact, and a lot of people in regular society who are not these elites and super educated really don't know how essential it is to give your children that paramount childhood development as a balanced family. I mean, I I highly agree. And, you know, as you were talking and – I was really thinking back over my own life, having been, you know, married and then divorced, a single mom, and now, you know, remarried and able to be a stay-at-home mom and homeschool my children as well. Um, I'm able to view life from both perspectives. And, you know, as you said that, because you've talked about that before in terms of Denzel and his speech that he gave, but isn't it interesting that we can talk about it from so many angles But when we talk about the greatest accomplishment, that word accomplishment is really, really critical here because we so often talk about the woman being the prize. And when you touched on a little bit about how, you know, motherhood and stay-at-home mothers, um, we often talk about this, that it's it's devalued in the society as if if you're a stay-at-home mom that, you know, well, what do you do all day? Do you watch soap operas? That there's really no value in that when, in fact, as we know, the hand that rocks the cradle is everything in, in life. And so many of us latchkey kids who grew up coming home with um, no parent at home, uh, you know, unlocking the door, locking ourselves in, watching TV for hours, we missed that, even though we didn't know necessarily what we were missing, but we missed that presence in the home, that um, sense of guidance. But for a man to say that a woman is an accomplishment means that he is understanding that she is so much more than just a woman, that to accomplish a woman means that you completely see her as the prize. You fully understand the deepness of her substance and what she has given to your life. And so to say that women are not offering anything of value unless they're out in the workplace, 
um, that statement completely, you know, shatters all of those concepts when you are a family-focused person and want to give your children the best that you possibly can. And it's no shade, again, to single moms because I have been one, and you've got to do what you've got to do. But at the end of the day, something's got to give. I knew that even as I was doing it, that something was falling by the wayside by working so many hours, plus coming home, picking them up late from school, and going through the whole rigmarole of that day. I mean, so to me, I mean, isn't that really fascinating to really wrap your mind around the fact that a man can say a, a woman and his wife of many years is his accomplishment. It's an accomplishment. Um, in a world where, you know, Tinder dating and over hypersexualized um, relations and casual this and casual that, where men don't value, they're asking for 50-50 or for women to pay all their bills and men are seeing themselves as the prize. It, it's a quite a different a contrast in concept and we see the fallout in our day-to-day lives. I mean, do you agree? Yeah, I mean, the facts are there, Leah. And this is the part that gets me. When I coach women, I tell them that I'm fact-based because there's enough information, there's enough data, there's enough research to actually be proactive and correct the challenges we have. Let's say there's an issue with marriage, there's an issue with dating. Why aren't we using the tons and tons of studies and research that's being done? It's just like there's this mainstream, really super liberal agenda that does not want to pay attention to the chaos that's happening. They'd rather have their agenda and die with it while we're dying, literally, from yes. not being able to yes. manage the stress of being a single mother, not being able to talk about the stress of being a single mother, not being able to talk about the trauma of dating in a world that's hostile to women, and some women actually carry these dating traumas. Women are going to therapy. They're going to psychiatrists. They're taking Zoloft. How do I know this? Because I coach women one-on-one every day, and this is what they're going through. Women are scared to express it because we live in an extreme society that says if you have these feelings and emotions, you're emotional, as of being a woman is inferior. So the opposite of extreme feminism which they want to accomplish is that you're not really empowered to be a woman. They're empowering you to be exactly like a man, not having gender mm-hmm. roles, not being able to define biological differences. For instance, we're talking about the, uh, if you have a computer, you can look it up, www.axmen.com. So that's a really popular publication. And the title on one of the um, articles says, these guys say they're having sex with Tinder is too easy. You get, they interview over 2,000 men, and the men were complaining that when they use a Tinder app, it's like a 99.9% chance they're going to get laid. They don't have to right. do anything. Their girls come over. I think everyone has heard Netflix and show. Right. <laughs> Everybody has heard mm-hmm. that. And actually, it's actually, there's a lot of studies saying the correlation of Netflix and show is actually increasing STDs because the, the yes. sex is just so prevalent. People aren't even using protection. And if you think I'm being dramatic and picking certain articles, there's a Wall Street article. Okay, it's called Cheap Sex and Decline of Marriage. And it's written not by some crazy person, by Dr. Regenis. He's an associate professor of sociology at the University of Texas, Austin. And he has this book, and it's on Oxford University Press. But this is not a crazy little guy. This is someone that actually took the time to research and conduct a lot of um, information. And it, it shows that men are saying, I don't have to get married. Okay. He interviewed a bunch of men under alias, meaning that they don't have to give their identity. And one of the guys said, and I quote, um, um, you know, I'm almost positive that I'll get married someday, almost 100% positive, because I'm not going to get married yet because I'm not done. 
I still want to go out and have sex with a million girls. He believes he's wow. doing it figured out. So this, of course, that's not his real name. But more and more men are realizing they can trap he's through the dating ring without worrying. And that's and, 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 and it's, it's detrimental because even when he gets married, guess what? He hasn't been emotionally prepared to be a husband. He probably right. not financially, economically prepared to have children because he spent the last um, 20 years sleeping with everybody else. If you live in New York or any other big city, dating is extremely expensive. So you spend about 15 years dedicated to dating. That could have been money saved for a house. So what the traditionalism needs to come back for those who want it. And there's a lot of women like us who are shy and they feel shout over when they try to say, hey, I, I want to be a wife. I want to be a mother. It's like this severe hostility. So how is feminist freeing women to be women when they say if you're not trying to aspire to be exactly like a man, that you're feeling your womanhood? That's what's happening. If you go out yes. there and say, okay, you do you. You want to you wanna do this? Go ahead. Nobody's hurting you. Let me do you. But that's not what's happening. They're squeezing us out of the equation. And that's the toxicity that we're talking about. Absolutely. And one of the things that, you know, we find is along with that toxicity, I mean, it's, I think about my children, um, my older set who are in their early 20s now, and I'm just dumbfounded and amazed. It was already hard enough when I was coming out of um, UT Austin, you know, 20 years ago, but at this point in time, the, the mindset of the young men and the young ladies, um, it, but yet, even as all of the, you know, feminist agenda is being pushed, it doesn't neglect the fact or negate the fact that men are still men and women are still women, meaning to say that we still have the same biological um, makeup, we still have the, the same hormones that we had, you know, 50, 100 millennia years ago, and we still are able to function in ways that are quite natural. And part of the uh, issue that I confront quite often, even when dealing with um, women in my online dating package, um, where we really go through um, what is courtship, how, do, how does one prepare themselves for um, attaining what it is that they say they want, which via dating with purposes for the purpose of marriage. But I've literally had women ask me, you know, what is, what are feminine traits? And it's, it's, and it's wow. not to shame them at all. It is literally not to shame them at all. Um, because even um, I do um, online dating profile, um, the bio, I write bios for women as well as one of my services. And, and in the intake form, it asks, I ask them to list out, you know, their five top feminine traits that they really um, feel that it enhances their overall um, package in terms of what they have to offer. And I've literally had to send, you know, a spreadsheet or, you know, a, a GIF or something that um, lists out um, general feminine traits. And so when we're talking about, yes, you can do all and be all and have, um, and these are well-educated women, highly degreed, but yet when we talk about something as simple as what is a feminine quality, what makes them a woman, it's cricket. And if you don't know what it is that makes you special, that makes you who you are, that's your innate trait and, and innate characteristics, um, then no wonder that we have such confusion in the dating world with um, men that are often um, very feminine 
in their sense of perhaps being raised by maybe without a father in their life. And so they've not been had, they've not had access to modeling of masculine, healthy masculinity, but likewise women have not had the option and, and access to healthy femininity. So when we walk into the dating world, when we are interacting with men and women, you have men now who can't even like, you know, uh, we were looking at, I think, a photo of Keanu Reeves. And, um, yes. you know, every every woman that he's posing with fans, if you notice, his hand is always yeah. away from the woman's body. Why? Because of all of these, what is it, Me Too and, and whatnot, which had a very wonderful premise at the outset, but it was hijacked. And now you've got women who are slut walk. You can walk out naked and nobody's supposed to even look at you. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a mess out here right now. And these are the things that yeah. we want to protect with our upcoming generation and our girls and raising them, which is part and parcel why a woman and a mother being at home, you already have so much that you need to do in raising healthy, emotionally balanced children. But when you've got to combat the social um, environment that we're dealing with, you've got to work double time. And to say that a yeah. woman who is a stay-at-home mom is not doing much at all and is of not a value, it's absolutely criminal in a way because just think about all of the children and the choices that they make based on not having that presence and that guidance in their life. And I know you touched on some of the, the mental health fallout of children not oh, having Lord. a healthy mom, yes. a healthy mother yes. in their life who's not overstretched, who's not working 50 hours a week yeah. plus. What did they say? The average working mother um, works actually 90 hours, hours a week. 98 hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. 90 yeah. Hours, 98 hours a week. It's crazy. Right. And that's including, uh, we're talking about the work inside the home as well as outside the home. So if you're doing mm -hmm. that much, how can you be a present, um, emotionally stable, um, not overly stressed woman who can be there emotionally for your children? I think that's what we really um, are mm -hmm. focusing on here is, is really dealing with the future generation and what it takes, which is why, again, you know, I'm, I'm focusing back and zeroing back on the word accomplishment because for Denzel to say that that is his best accomplishment, meaning that, you know, that was a prize, that was something serious that he invested in, which was a wife who understood the role of being a mother and a woman with a family. I think that is a huge testament to the value that a good man will see in a good woman. Yeah, and, and the thing is that what this, there's something you said that, you know, when you're raising a child, um, and I'm going to be concerned with this because I'm engaged, you know, I got engaged, I think about 11 months ago, my fiance is really conservative, religious, and <laughs> we'll be getting married June 6th next year. But the reason why Yay. I'm talking about that is because I'm concerned when we have children, like, what do I have to battle? Because I'm scared of what's going on in mainstream. There's no, there's no balance. Everything is extreme slant, and most of the extreme slant is false. Um, for instance, you know, Amber Rose, the, the popular people, a lot of these women will go out there and sell you this extreme feminist, this slut walk, you know, I don't need a man. You don't need a man. I have to do whatever a man can do. Very combative. Okay, great. That sounds wonderful. But the funny thing is, just take a deeper, just take a deeper look, people. Amber Rose is extremely traditional when it comes to courtship. She always dates men who can provide and protect her and take care of her. She's very well established. She doesn't need to date men of prominence. But every feminist woman, I don't care how neutral they are, always finds themselves with the most prominent man possible. And doing that is very traditional. And do I have a problem with that? No. But I have a problem with the hypocrisy because they never will speak upon the benefits of having a man who can protect, who can provide, who can lead. 
And how can you know what to do in life when you see one thing in the pro- in the public and another thing being hidden? Even people that, you know, like, <laughs> I hate to say it, even people that I adore, like Meghan Markle, I, I think she's wonderful. I actually got a chance to meet her when I went to um, Christmas in England where they came out to church. Just for a second, it was wonderful seeing her. And she is a self-avowed feminist. But she did the most traditional thing you can possibly do and marry a prince. I don't think it gets more right. traditional than marry mm-hmm. a prince. Also, mm-hmm. you have Amal Queen. If you don't know who Amal Queen is, she is the beautiful wife of George Clooney, absolutely love it. But again, she said she's a feminist, and she was able to scant and charm one of the biggest bachelors in Hollywood. I think we were all shocked when George Clooney was getting married because he was a self-avowed bachelor who said so many times, I'm never getting married again. But they had a traditional courtship and a traditional marriage. So am I saying that you're not allowed to get married if you're a feminist? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that these feminist women will never see positivity. On, the, on, the, on having a protector, a provider, a man who can take care of you and allow you to be a nurturer, allow you to be loving, allow you to be inspiring. It's a delicate balance. Nobody's better than the other. But these women, they enjoy the benefits of traditionalism, but they will never, ever speak on it as much as they speak on feminism. And that's the disconnect for me. Because not only is it a disconnect, like Leia was saying, there's a lot of health issues. You know, yes. I'm not, I'm not making this up. It's from, it's from the United States National Library of Medicine, National Institute of Health. You can go online, www.ncbi.nlm.nih.gov forward slash PMC articles. Anyone can go on there. This is the United States Library of Medicine. This is not any, you know, MTV or, or any kind of like TMZ. This is not some kind of drama. This is real. And it's a parenting. It's probably the most important public health issue facing American society. It's the largest single variable implicated in childhood illnesses. They even found a correlation of autism being higher in lower socioeconomic demographics, mainly single moms. Why? Mm. And a lot of a lot of women are not talking about the extra stress it is to have prolonged dating, meaning that being in a dating market for 10 or 15 years could be very stressful. You know, dating in this world can be very hostile. And also getting yeah. married in this world where you can't even be allowed to be a mother, it's showing you. And then on yeah. top of that, you know, America is the only G1 nation that doesn't have leave. <laughs> so it kind of like, if you don't be proactive, it kind of like puts you in a, 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 a win-win, a zero-zero, no win-win, because if your man doesn't believe in protecting, providing, and you have a child, you're going to be doing that 98-hour work week. Where you're That's cooking, right. cleaning, um, washing, laundry, housework. And, it's, and what tickles me is that every single woman knows this work. Leia knows it. I know it. But they're not empowered to speak about it because extreme feminists shame you on it. If you yes. say, hey, taking care of this house is hard. Raising these children is hard. Being a wife is hard. You know, you can't have both partners, both you emotionally and physically committed to corporations. There needs to be a balance at some point, but most people don't really care about that because we're being told otherwise. There's a lot of studies out there that talk about the importance of parenting in child health, okay? The importance of, you know, the mother's mental state affecting the child, you know, her wellness affecting the child. So you're bringing home stress from work. You're bringing home stress from outside. And in conjunction with, What's going on in your marriage, 
and the stress of being a mother is like almost unbearable. And that's why so many women, more than ever before, are unhappy, but they, they're not feeling empowered to talk about it. Because if you do, it means you're inferior. It means you're less than a man. And we're not trying to be more as good as a man. We're equal in our own separate ways. You don't have but, to compare. Absolutely. And that's one of the things I love to say for the past several years is that we are different and we are equal, but we are equally power. Uh, we are differently powered. So let's say that again. Mm-hmm. Even though we are equal, we are differently powered. And, you know, just to piggyback on what you were saying, sometimes, yes, it's huge shame um, in admitting that, you know, we're having a hard time here and you're having to keep up with the Joneses. And But there's also, I feel like just even in my own life, I think about my own life before I really made a transition to understanding what was contributing to my great, dishappy, you know, unhappiness, to um, my dissatisfaction with my married life, to my never being happy, to being in fact depressed most of the time, was in the fact that, you know, I didn't even know where to start. I didn't even know what was wrong. I just knew that my adrenals were shot, that I was exhausted, that I was stressed, that I was unhappy, and that also that I did not respect the man that I was with. I was carrying and shouldering most of the financial burden as well as doing everything in the home. And and, and so there is this huge disconnect that we have to come to understand that because of our education or lack thereof, so many women don't even know what's wrong. Like, where is this coming from? My great dissatisfaction. Yes, I know I'm tired. Well, everybody's tired. Yes, I know I'd like a break. Well, everybody would like a break. But at the end of the day, we have to really look at um, these factors, and that's part and parcel of why we're so impassioned, Connie and I, about this podcast and about just presenting a different point of view and really just highlighting some things that can make, you know, um, ourselves and our fellow listeners really look at some of these triggers and things that we're dealing with and understand that it's not something that's innately wrong with us. We are simply in a very stressful environment and situation that we have signed up for based on our education. And I just wanted to really quick add, you know, as my last point, that not only is there a stress on the children in terms of being raised by a very unhappy, overly stressed uh, mom who just is not able to feel grounded and peaceful in her life, but also I think that this is a very huge factor in um, the dissolution of so many marriages. I mean, they always say finances is like one of the top issues in marriages. But I'd also like to say that, you know, when you're working so hard and and you begin to develop resentments towards one another, um, it's very difficult to maintain a marriage. And a marriage is a sacred union that is like a third party. Mm -hmm. In other words, there's you, there's your husband, and there's your relationship. And all three have to be nurtured and honored and respected. And so when you're in a marriage and you're in a day-to-day life and children happen and work and schedules and extracurricular activity, it's very easy to allow that third party, the relationship, to go by the wayside and to stop working on it, stop nurturing, stop start uh, to stop empowering your relationship. And, you know, I even said to Eric, um, you know, the last couple of weeks, I said, you know, we've gotten more and more busy, summer's coming up, graduations and all of that. And, um, you know, I'm noticing that we're not as able to focus as much on each other as we did during our courtship and engagement. Um, and so I definitely do not want to lose that spark. I do not want to lose that connection and that communication. And so we were able to 
incorporate, you know, marriage studies with one another in the morning before he goes to work. And we were able to set a couple days aside. But I say all that to say, if I had been ripping and running and working a full-time job and, and, and doing everything other than taking care of myself, um, I might not have noticed it as quickly that, you know, not that we were having any issues, we weren't arguing, it was nothing like that, but you are intuitively bound to your relationship and to the people around you as a grounded woman. And when you begin to feel a shift in energies or just a little bit of, you know, we're just not as connected, we just don't talk as much, deeply talk, not hi, how are you, oh, this bill is due, or oh, we need this at the store, but really, how are you? How are you feeling? What's going on with you deeply? You know, how are your friendships? How are your relationships at work? Um, any changes? Um, the same thing that we have, should be able to discuss with our children. If we are present and able to be there and be available, not only to ourselves, but to those around us. So I just wanted to throw that in there, that in addition to the children, we as mothers also and wives want to be in a position where we are able to grasp the concept of really working on our marriage, and we are the heart and foundation of not only our marriage, but also our home. Yeah, I mean, everything you said there can be verified by factual, neutral sources. For example, in one of my other talks, I was um, using the United States Department of Health and Human Services, um, ASD, um, they have an article or just research going on for the past 25 years and actually what makes a successful family. And they were looking at these variables across decades because successful families are also economic foundations for the United States. We all know that broken homes cause a, a, a variety of extremely expensive problems, way too much for me to even go over on the phone you know, right now. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. But this, there are several characteristics that made strong, prosperous, abundant marriages. Communication was one. So just like you just said with your husband, even though there was nothing big going on, once you're once one of you are completely focused, and I say one because you're taking care of that as a job, you know the communication starts to dent a little bit. You put it back right away. If both of you are so engrossed a hundred percent in your own life, your own career, you're completely separate, that communication breaks down. And when it breaks down, it's really hard. It's the first thing they fight. The next thing is encouragement of individuals. And women are known to be the ones to be nurturing, compassionate, inspiring. So that's our tendency. That's a natural nurturing trigger that we have. But when you're not allowed or empowered to be nurturing, to be encouraging because you just don't have the support, you're a single mom, it's just not there, it's going to be impossible. Then you have expressing appreciation. Again, another very nurturing, inspire, compassionate thing. The next is commitment to family. That means you all have to be committed to this family. The next one was religious, spiritual connection. And it was easy to see why because they give you order. When you're in a religious, whether it's Hindu, Jewish, Greek, Orthodox, Protestant, <laughs> you know, Episcopalian, no matter what it is, it gives you some type of gender roles, like people who are in these systems know what you're doing, okay? So, and the other mm -hmm. one is social connectedness, being connected to society. The next one is ability to adapt, which mothers are supposed to teach their children, clear roles, which is basically a nice way to say gender roles, and last but right. not least, it's time together. This is a government study. This is not the Red Book or Cosmo. This is the United States Department of Health and Human Services. So 
this, the, the, the stuff is out there. And that's why when I do my coaching, when I do my things, I always like to use these scientific facts because a lot of the stuff that me and Leah say, well, particularly in this case, me, can be controversial, but it's actually not. It's just that right. you're in an extreme liberal society that doesn't want to utilize this information. You can't get more factual to the Department of Health and Human Services. I'm not reading from a specific author or somebody that has a slant left or right. This is the fact. And the facts are, if you do not have these elements, it's going to be hard for you to have a healthy marriage. And the, the, the sad thing is, other people don't even have these elements before they get married. They're both working right. so much. They're both apart. They're both doing their own thing. They actually start their marriage 10 paces behind. And that's why yes. you're seeing courtships is getting more chaotic. That's why people are becoming more pessimistic. That's why men and women are starting to get more hostile and, you know, rejection with marriage because we are moving away from traditional means that are proven to be successful in society. Absolutely. I'm so excited about the plethora of topics that we have to study. I mean, to study and you know, discuss. Um, we just, we're, we're going to be talking about all of what we just discussed and how it relates to our health and our fitness, our finances, wealth, you know, relationships, courtship, dating, engagement, childbearing, um, birth, delivery. It's just a plethora of topics that all are centered around you as a woman being the foundation, the healthy you the excited you, the happy you, the loving you, the self-loving you. Um, it's a foundation for everything, which is why when we talk about, you know, that, you know, the feminist story about it's all about empowerment, but I don't feel very empowered if I feel as if I'm a slave to my life and that I just cannot get a moment to myself mm -hmm. to feel good. If I'm stressed out, I'm gaining weight, I'm, you know, my adrenals are shot, I'm having anxiety issues, the the numbers for anxiety sufferers, sufferers are going up, various disorders, um, sleep disorders, um, insomnia. You know, we all just think of this as, oh, that's just life. You know, that's just, hey, busy life, busy mom, busy wife. You know, this just happens. But, no, actually, you know, part of what I discuss in my coaching is that if you don't arrest the process and really sit yourself down and get yourself focused, and mindful and living intentionally and get inside your body and get inside your story and then direct your life from a more healthier place where you are mindfully monitoring your inner GPS system. If you don't allow yourself that opportunity, you will always have life living you rather than you living your life. And it's a really empowering, to me that is empowerment. Um, just like taking over my health in terms of my birthing and deciding to go the home birth route. To me, that was empowering. Um, and so we want to flip the script, turn the coin on its other end, and really talk about this issue and this concept of what is really empowering to a woman in all aspects of her life um, rather than the current feminist script that so many women are being fed, and yet they're so unhappy and don't really understand why. So I'm really excited about this, Connie. I feel like we could just talk together, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just a great thing because this is not just two ladies, um, you know, talk, just a talk. We are, we, we want to offer solutions. We have, we both have been done amazing work in the lives of the women we touch. And that's why we feel so confident, so passionate, and really empowered to bring it to a bigger platform. Because we're saying this has to work. There's facts behind it. There's history behind it. There's data behind it. 
And most of all, there's a lot of happy women who will tell you this actually works. Is everything perfect? Absolutely not. Do, is there always going to be challenges? Yes. We're not here to sing a perfect, uh, a perfect orchestra that everything's perfect in traditionalism. But there are a lot of great and massive factors that do work. And right now, we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Like yeah. I always tell my clients, if I find a little mold in the corner of my house, I'm not going to call the demolition to come and knock down a two-story house the next day. Absolutely not. Exactly. I'm going to take off it and then replace it. We haven't done that. We've thrown everything out, and we're using things that have not been time and tested, and we're just looking away at the chaos. No one's actually looking at the data. Well, people are, but the mainstream media does not want to look at it with you. You have to go out there That's like true. I did and do tons and tons of research, take tons and tons of notes, and correlate this together and give it to women because they're not going to give it to you. You know, there's right. no one doing this work. I, even me, I was just telling Leah before the call, I was shocked at the findings that I found, completely shocking findings, what's happening when that woman is not in the home and when she's not empowered to be that nurturer to her child. It's absolutely shocking. So what we want to do is give women the chance to listen to us, hear us, and, um, you know, give us their feedback. And if you're interested, you know, Leah has her program, which is amazing, you know, our online dating. And she does her one-on-one coaching. You. And I have my program, which is Laws of Enchantress, and we also have Twin Flame. And I'm also working currently on my website for one-on-one coaching for all women, really, really fixing on the scientific method of it. That's my little nerdy thing where I'm looking at all these research and agendas and correlating it to a scientific approach so you can actually feel confident that, okay, this information comes from somewhere, and that is somebody's opinion, like most relationship experts today. They're just giving you their opinion. That's why there's so much chaos. They're not basing your opinion on any facts. Absolutely. And um, and that's why, you know, I think women have really taken to the both of us because we're real women. Um, we have a life that we're living, and um, we're actually living this life, and we're enjoying it, and learning along the way and we're seeing the transformation. I mean, I was, I'm a graduate of um, Connie's course and um, it just made a huge difference in my life. I, I understood the value of investing in self and continuously investing in self. And I know Connie and I are both on our fitness journeys right now. And so I'm really, really excited about that. I've recently started jogging. I always said even before the wedding, as much as I wanted to lose weight and get into that gown, but that that was not the end, that there is a trajectory that I'm on to reach my highest goals. And as a 47-year-old, you know, woman, mother and grandchild and um, grandmother and mother and, um, you know, just living a full life and still feeling that I am worth every bit of every desire and aspiration that I have, um, that's a powerful accomplishment um, in my life. And I just want to share that and be inspired and Connie and I are being accountability um, partners to one another in this health journey. Connie's getting ready for her wedding, and so we're all yes. really excited about that. We're going to be talking about that, too, some girl talk and wedding talk and wedding planning. Um, you know, we did do a video on my channel, my YouTube channel, um, which is Leah Love Online, where we talked about the whole wedding. So we'll definitely be leaving some links below. You can definitely find out more about my online exclusive dating package on my website, LeahLoveOnline.com, as well as my Beautiful Mind Coaching, which is a mastery of focus 
coaching that really allows you to distill the goals that you have and then set a plan for working towards those through an understanding of your mind and how powerful it is. Um, and so I'm really, really excited. And I know, so Connie, go ahead and share again your stats. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the future here. Oh, thank you, Leah, for sharing. And thank you to everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you who tuned into this podcast, our first podcast. So I have my YouTube channel, which is Hashes But Economics. That's the female pharaoh. If you're wondering what the heck that is, Hashes But. And I also have Losses Enchantress, which is my other program. But I'm rolling out my newest program, which is Twin Flame Coaching for All Women, and my website, which I'm working on right now, which is going to be a combination of coaching for women based on the scientific research out there and also law of attraction practitioners, which I've been for over 10 to 16 years at least. I've been doing it for like my whole life. And I'm a certified advanced law of attraction practitioner. So that's going to be available on my new website coming up sometime this week. And you can see all my services for one-on-one coaching, traditionalism, um, one-on-one coaching, law of attraction. And I also do some career coaching for women as well so they can learn to transition from being that modern work woman and really shifting themselves in the focus of being that divine domestic goddess. Because that's another shift that women want to do. How can I still feel productive if I'm doing this at home? I really talk to women about that as well. Like what can we do to be the best domestic goddess? Not just sitting at home, but learning how to manage that home as if it's a mini corporation, which to me it is. It's your, it's your little corporation, so you should manage it well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as I always say, even in my coaching and my various posts on Facebook, um, some of the beginnings of this journey is understanding that you are the CEO of your own life. So no matter what life, you know, what life you currently have, um, what your aspirations and your goals are, the very first thing that we do is understanding that we have the power to shift and change our lives. And through shifting from employee or victim or any other things that we've been accustomed to is understanding that throughout it all, you've always been making a choice. And it's been a powerful choice, certainly as adults, and that in that you are the CEO of your life. So you can manage your life in any direction that you want to. It's about the power of belief and faith in your current abilities to do and to be and to have that which you desire. So with that, shall we call it a day, Connie, and see if we can get ourselves prepped for the next one? Yeah, that's it. Call it a day. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you all again for joining Two Ladies Chat. Follow us on Instagram. That's Instagram slash Two Ladies Chat. And we're also on Facebook with Two Ladies Chat as well. So we look forward to conversing and sharing and chatting with you more. Have a good day. Have a good day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye.